Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody back to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast with Craig and Jeff. And here we are today, going to keep on going with our previews of the, every division in the in the league. What are we at? NFC or AFC North today. So we'll talk about Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Could be some fantasy position, some fa- fantasy value here. I think there's actually quite a bit here. Yeah, there's the, gonna be a lot in, in this one. There's pretty good, pretty good division here. But before we get going to that, I think we got a little, little bit of news out there. We should probably talk about Jeff before we get going. I mean, there's actually some decently, I think, big news. I mean, we got the draft coming up this week, but really, no one knows what's going on with that yet. Except you see Jabel, Jabrell, yeah, Peppers today tested yeah. positive. Yeah. Watered down though. Actually, that was the second individual that I heard, yeah. and um, so did the uh, linebacker from oh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, so no offensive players, but still, man, I, I don't think it's going to hurt their draft stock too, too much. But still, how do you, how do you, you know the draft's coming up. Yeah. You know you're being tested. Man. How does know. it happen? How does it happen? A little too much fun, I guess. But I, I don't still, know. Peppers could still be a value for somebody, but he's probably yeah. not going to be. Any, I don't see him on offense, so it's not going to matter. No, yeah, but it won't the, matter to us. The news here, some of the big news, Mike Gillisley is going to the Patriots. The Bills have decided to they're not going to match the offer. He was a restricted free agent. They're not going to match his offer. So basically it sounds like Gillisley is the new LeGarrette Blunt. Which he's makes good, me, he's a good player. It makes me wonder, though, which one do you think this – Actually, do, are you more excited about Gillisley, or do you think it's just the end of the road for Blunt now? I mean, it's completely the end of the road for Blunt. And I, Gillisley was good, and he was good in the goal line situations for Buffalo last year. He took all those goal line touchdowns away from McCoy. McCoy still had a bunch, but that's what Blunt did. And I mean, we talked. We just the last episode was the AFC East, and we just went over these teams, and we talked about McCoy and Gillis. McCoy's value, I think, even goes up. Yeah, and Gillisley was one of those handcuffs that we said yep. you needed now, to have. now, who knows? Well, I mean, you, you know, you laugh. How many running backs are still out there? What does Do you see someone like a Buffalo, especially with an aging McCoy, go after someone like Blount, who <laughs> maybe they just had a ton of touchdowns last year. They just insert him. He probably is in no room to negotiate now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I feel like they need somebody else there than what they have. They have like Jonathan Williams. I don't even some players like that. Yeah, or Carlos, maybe is, is Carlos Williams still there? I don't even I don't know at this point. He got, or is this a, a time where you can actually grab a younger guy in the draft? Possibly because second round, third yeah, exactly. round guy. If you can rely on McCoy, still obviously you can. But but it's running back and he's about 29, 30 years old. So you need somebody there. Yeah, absolutely. You need somebody else. McCoy obviously has the injury history. So what do you think this means for? Gillisley. I mean, he's draftable completely now. He's going to be drafted. Problem is, we talked about this last episode. Patriots running backs. Yeah, you don't know. What to, you don't know what to expect. But I feel like out of all four Patriots running backs now, Gillisley probably has the most secure role in the blunt role. If, I feel like if that, he actually has the blunt it, role, if he does, we don't. We're not going to know that yet, and we probably won't even know that when the draft starts. When we get to the, you know, we, we start drafting these teams, but. I think he'll have a pretty decent role, and he's going to be draftable. Startable, though, is probably not the case. Right. And it's going to take a few weeks in the season to know if you can play him or not. And even then, the week you decide, okay, he's playable, he's going to get nothing. It's a Patriot running back thing. So, You wonder how much he's actually going to go for now. 
You yeah, think it's going to be obviously it's going to be the overhype the other way. Yeah. Blunt roll, right? So now you think that he's going to have double digit touchdowns which obviously I wouldn't bank on just me being the pessimist. Yep. Even if you're in that role, that was an incredible rate that he had and the other running backs around him were still hurt. Tom Brady was out for 4 weeks so they had to rely on the run a little more. Yeah, you Those numbers are a little kind of hard to follow, you but think you do that, but still his numbers last year with the Bills 101 carries for 577 yards. So he had a 5.7 yards per carry, eight touchdowns. I mean, he also had 5.7 yards per carry in 2015. His so his career, he's basically that's pretty much he only had a few carries before that, but 5.6 yards per carry over his career. So yards per carry can sometimes be you know misleading, but when it's that high well, over 154 carries, it's a pretty decent stat. Yeah. Not to mention, you said they use them around the goal line too. Yeah. So you can't just rip off huge runs, no. right? You get a run and you're stopped, you know, within yep. four yards. And he's 26 years old with only 154 carries. I mean, he doesn't have. He's not a typical 26 year old yeah. running back. He's maybe he's something here. Like maybe I don't know. I'm, it's hard to say, but I'd I, be more excited if it wasn't the Patriots. Obviously, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a broken record when it is about this. They use up everyone, so. Uh, I, I can only imagine someone's going to jump on that bandwagon. Yep. We'll, we'll see how it goes, though. I'll, I'll be interested going into training camp at least. And then the other news here is Adrian Peterson and the Saints. <laughs> to the it, other, it sounds like it's going to happen. To the other team that I absolutely hate to get running yeah. backs for because they, you never know when they're going to use them. It's, okay, this is the situation. I feel like the Saints don't have – any faith in Mark Ingram? They in, why I don't know. But remember last year with Hightower, Hightower started to eat into his carries, and then Ingram went off again. So they kind of like, okay, we have to give Ingram the carries. But Hightower had about 150 carries, probably yeah. like 150 touches last year. Maybe total. maybe this maybe the Saints just know that if you if you're going to have a running back in this league, they have to have someone to supplement their carries because otherwise they're going to get hurt. Yep. I wonder if they're just prolonging their careers. I'm not really sure. I mean, they use up everyone, too. So you just wonder if some people are better in certain circumstances and they're just that kind of offense that, like, utilizes that scheme more. I don't know. I don't like what this does for Ingram's value at all. Not really, no. And to tell you the truth, I'm not that excited about AP in that scheme either. No, because I don't know what to expect right now. I think, I mean, Peterson's going to have more of a role than Hightower did. Yeah. And so because of that, Hightower was already cutting in Ingram. Man, it's going to be 60-40 Ingram at the most. Yeah, you at the most. I was gonna say, yeah, at the you're right at the most. It could go the opposite way too. It could too. That's the thing. It very well could go the other. Yeah. So I mean, that's I the, mean, what he has a one year deal, right? Or some currently what is rumored yeah. is I heard they had a one year deal for three mil or something yeah, like that. Yeah, about three mil. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Which if is that is true, expected, if right. it is a one year deal, there is no reason to hold back on him. No. So why wouldn't you use a more talented back? He's good. Is he's, he's, he's is a better he? goal line runner. He's a better goal line back, I believe, yeah. than I, Ingram. I, I feel like I mean Ingram has was actually really good last year. He was. He was very good. Um I mean fantasy and in real life. So you The problem is if you have if you need both of these guys. I almost feel like. In a way though, both of them could actually be playable each week, which is well, a weird thing. But yeah. I still feel like you need both of them. In a way, like, well, that's I don't the, know. Yeah. It's a, that's it's a, the scary part, though. It's a like, weird you can't thing. afford. No, I want you, you can't don't want you don't want to afford both of them. And are you really going to pick one over the other? No. AP goes down with an injury. All of a sudden, you're out because you can't get the other person's handcuff. No, this is a tough one because you you really don't. This need... was like Bernard Hill at their prime, where yeah. you're like both of them are going to go for thirty. 
and you really can't so get you, both I'm of them. I'm not going to get both of them because you can't play them on the same day. But if yours gets you hurt, you're screwed because yeah. the other guy is the starter. So now, yeah, so it muddies the waters even more for Saints backfield, yep. same as the Patriots. And both of those, I hated ever getting players from those teams because they use everyone. They're just not fancy friendly. Yep. And we'll see if this actually officially happens, but it seems like it's leaning that way. We also thought last week Marshawn Lynch was going to be with the with the Raiders by now. Yep, nothing's happened yet. I mean, still nope. think it's going to happen, but yeah, we'll still see. believe in the. So there's no news there, and Jamal Charles. There's no news with Jamal Charles. So I just have to believe he's he's done. And other than that, there's really not much going on. I don't believe out here. So I'm really, just, yeah, yeah. it's all about the draft right now, and just who's going where, and exactly hearing who's who's rising, who's falling. Seems like McCaffrey's rising, Cook's falling, and. I picked the wrong horse to back. I was in love with McCaffrey. Thought he was going to drop a little bit in the first round, go to a good team. And now it sounds like this guy's not going to make it out of the top ten almost. Yeah, right. And, and I don't know what the hell to think. We were thinking maybe go to the Packers at the yeah. back of the draft or something like that. I was hoping a pass-heavy team so they could really utilize running and his receiving ability. Now, right. Cook well, might, see, be, I might even, be the guy. I wasn't even going to talk about the draft in this episode, but now I'm kind of interested. Cook's dropping. Why would – I mean, the Packers, I feel like, need a running back. What about Cook to the Packers? Well, Cook, first of all, if you get any of those top three guys, I, I don't think you can miss. I don't think they're going to go for that, but – I mean, I, I don't know seen, why one. If I've, Cook drops all the way to them, that would be a steal. Well, I've seen one draft, which I mean is not likely, and actually, no, two. I've seen two mock drafts here that have um, Joe Mixon going to the Packers. I don't believe that would ever happen in a first round. It's not going to happen. But that shows that people do believe they need the running. They have the running back need, but I don't know what's going on with Cook. I really don't like. People are just kind of souring on him a little bit. But I don't know why, though. That's and, the weird not part. Not everybody. It's I still see him in the first round, in the mid-first round a lot of these, but it just has that feeling. Sometimes you get these feelings about players, and you start to hear all this talk about it. It seems like they're dropping more and more. And Yeah, I, it, I think it's one of those, I don't I I think tell if, you the truth, I don't know. With Cook, I feel like if he if he doesn't go to the Bucks at 19, I think he drops a lot there. I don't know who else is going to want need a running back at the until the Packers, so. If he could follow the Packers, Cooks oh. becomes a huge fantasy Pretty player much. next year. Absolutely. I, Any, I think right away. If one of those guys, even Kamara, someone like that, like yep. the, I assume is going to be the fourth guy off, well, or Mixon, one of those guys goes to Green Bay, and they're going to be very relevant. Yep. All, you I, know, I really think Green Bay needs to run it. The time Montgomery can only do so much. Yeah, and that's where you start wondering. Obviously, I like McCaffrey, and, and I love Cook as well. But you're wondering maybe a, someone like a Mixon who is just a straight – Bruiser, straight athletic runner. Yep. You wonder if he actually would be a better fit since, you know, it would give them a, a different dynamic to look at. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into our preview here. AFC North. It's going to be the Baltimore Ravens are going to be the first team on our list. So we can just start off with their quarterback because their quarterback is completely really not fantasy relevant except for streaming bye weeks, and that's Joe Flacco. He just He's not draftable. At all, he's he's that he's in the he's on bye weeks if he has a good matchup plan. That's pretty much what he is at this point. He's never really put together too consistent of a season or big enough of a season where you're going to play him. So it's pretty much a bye week guy. He could have a couple good matchups because he is in the same division with the Cleveland Browns. So he could have two weeks a year where he's very startable. But exactly, that's and about it. You know exactly where you're getting out of him, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. His numbers always range about the same. He's not going to quite hit 4,000 yards, and he's going to have, you know, very low 20, 
touchdown season yep. with probably mid-teen interception. Yep. I mean, there's, there's nothing. It's what he is. Yeah. It's, it's just and nothing exciting, but he can be he can be a fill-in player. To be fair, this whole offense is kind of right. It's kind of vanilla. It's not saying not you can't about play this. these guys. But even the running back um, scheme, which you always want to grab a gem out of here. Um, <laughs> what do you th- Besides for, I mean, was it a couple of years ago when they had uh, the breakout with um, uh, who was there? Forset. Yeah, thank you, Forset. Yep. Um, other than that, uh, hasn't been hasn't really panned out. No, Terrence West hasn't really panned out. What are you going to do? It, Buck Allen, that, that whole thing hasn't worked. Kenneth Dixon, obviously suspended to start the year. He's supposed to be the guy, but he didn't. What did he really? Did he really show much last year? You heard this all the time, though. That he really Dixon was the he next really one to come show out. Much to me. Uh, no, obviously he couldn't. He couldn't beat out Terrence West. Terrence West, who Cleveland just threw away, never really looked very good. And, I mean, Terrence West is apparently supposed to be the starter again this year. It seems what they're going for to start the year. Yeah, nothing. I, let, I mean, nothing. I, I, no, it's Terrence West. And he's going to be drafted, but, why, man, I'm not excited about it even in the slightest because you got Danny Woodhead there. Now, too, I don't know what Danny Woodhead's role is going to be. I don't know. I have no idea. Danny Wood. It's kind of funny. Danny Woodhead actually intrigues me a little bit on this team because it yep. is a completely different skill set than any of the yep. other guys have. None of them have been able to solidify themselves as the lead back. You know they're not exactly the biggest down threat or deep downfield threat when it comes to throwing either. So Woodhead actually has a lot of opportunity to come he in, does. catch these middle little area passes, or get these draws or whatever, you know, his little specialty, and actually carve out a nice niche for himself like he did with San Diego. Yeah, I don't see why he can't have a season like he did with San Diego. He ended up being – he was very playable. Yeah, it, it, not even off his carries, it's just off – he gets these touchdowns. He gets catches. He just finds his way in the end zone. Yeah, and listen to this. When he was – before last year when he got hurt and he only played two games, the year before that and the year before that he actually got hurt as well and like played three. But when he played the full season 2015, he almost – was just shy of 100 rushes for 335 yards. So not great, 3.5 yards of carry but that's and a three touchdowns. Yep. But that's really not what he shined in. He shined in the past game where he had 81 receptions for 750 yards and six touchdowns for that. Yep. So all of a sudden you have a guy that has nine touchdowns and 1,000 yards, and he is going to go way under the radar. Yeah, and he gets in a better position because you don't have Melvin Gordon here either, or Antonio yeah. Gates in the red zone, or Keenan Allen, or I mean, there's nothing. There's no. There's no go-to guy here. Yeah. So why can't he be that? I mean, so he has he, a good chance of any. He, he's on my radar for sure because of the lackluster yeah. offense they got going on. And yeah, Kenneth Dixon. I don't expect much even after he comes back. I mean, I just I didn't see it last year. And I didn't either. And maybe he'll fool me. Maybe he'll come up. I just don't. I don't yeah. see it. I feel like a lot of times with running backs, they show it right away. I really seem to feel like if a running back is good, you kind of see it like right out right out the bat. And I really didn't see it from Dixon. So these wide receivers, man, I am not excited at all. This whole team Once again, is yeah. not excited. This is very just boring. So this yeah. is a spot right here. I would hope they would make a move in the draft and draft a wide receiver. Because can you really go into this season with Mike Wallace and Brashard Perriman? Because you know, Brashard Perriman could be a great player. I think he's going to have a much, much better season. But he's no sure thing. And he very well could be injured. I think the guy is talented enough. But injuries have plagued him. And yeah, and I was surprised. I actually didn't realize that he played an entire season last year. So he played all 16 games, yep. caught three touchdowns. They probably eased him in. He had 500 yards. Yep. But I, I don't know. 
I was kind of expecting to look up his stats and see that he played, you know, nine yep. games, blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of took him a while to get into it yeah. for such a high draft pick. But the, the great thing about Perriman, he's incredibly young. He did miss a year. And really, you look at the people he's going up against, and he has no one pushing him. No, no so not really, not yet. He's going to get the snaps. I, I can only assume he's going to get better. The thing that's going to hold him back is they're not really a high-powered offense. Yep. So if the touchdowns get spread around a little bit, he's going to struggle even if he does well. Yep. well I hope I hope he's healthy and really can show it this year because this guy should have been great. Six, he's 6'2", about 210. He ran a four two eight at the combine coming to the draft. That's why everyone was so excited about him. So hopefully the, even the little bit of injuries had didn't – you know, his PCL injuries kind of what hurt him the first year or so. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think it would zap all the No, you, it shouldn't. Them. It shouldn't. I mean, John Ross had a like ACL injury and came back and still run a 4-2-2. So. Freak. But, I mean, Perriman's fast. He, this guy, he could be really, really good, and I think he's going to be much better. And I'm, he could be a player I'm targeting, especially in that cheap range. Yeah, once again, he's going to go. And especially, he's not even the number one wide receiver right now. No. Now I don't see why in an auction draft he's going to go for more than a dollar, two dollars max. It right? should be a lot. I mean, he might go for I two assume or three. people will be... There might be somebody who's kind of on it. Maybe he goes up to the five dollar range yeah. somebody, if there's a couple people in the league that like him. But based off what he's done, he shouldn't go for much more than that. So if you can get him for a dollar or two, I like that to throw on the end of the bench and just see what he does. But this is a team... I don't even need to talk about the tight ends. Dennis Pitta. Eh. He's another one of those guys. He's kind of a bi-week fill-in tight end, and that's all he's going to be. Yeah, and He catches while, balls, but he doesn't do much more than – he doesn't get many a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, and every once in a while I get excited about Pitta because yeah, he's, he's a good tight end, but he he's had some serious injury concerns two years in a row, 13 and 14. He played, like, no games whatsoever. And now last year he played a full season, but um, – and 86 catches, 730 yards – Pretty decent, but then again, only two touchdowns. So all of a sudden, in you know tight end land, you can find a guy that gets eight touchdowns, and you know you're playing the you're playing that game. So unless he can increase that, he's really not relevant right off the bat. Like you said, streamer. Yep, that's about it. And then this, I really feel like they should go after one of those wide receivers in the draft, and that would really improve this offense. I don't know if they will, but Corey Davis. Could be there at 19. That, I mean, maybe, who knows? I think if there's anybody, it's still hard to say who's going to fall, which receivers are going to go in order. I still feel like Mike Williams is going to be the first one. I, I just think that's how it's going to end up being. I, I do too. I think he's the safest pick when it comes to wide receiver too. And then someone's going to fall in love with John Ross's speed. And so I think Corey Davis is the, is the most likely player to drop to that level. He's the one I number, like the most. Yeah, too, so. he's, this but, is 16th pick. I think he could be there. That could be a good pick for him. I think they need that wide receiver. Will they go for it? I'm not sure, especially after just drafting Perriman two years ago. I don't yeah. know if they want to make that move again. True, but, I mean, who else are you going to get? I mean, well, with, like, Corey Davis is the other guy. He's been hurt now all offseason. No one's really got to look at him. He didn't. He hasn't worked out. So are they going to be hesitant because of Perriman two years ago? So if could it's be. Davis, that could throw him off. They don't want to go through that same situation again. Um, my gosh, though, the other guy is Mike Wallace, wide receiver one, and then Chris Moore. For wide receiver three right now, yeah, it's just and I'm not seeing anyone on the depth <laughs> chart that. No, there's nothing there. So I mean, they got to get someone. They really do. All right, let's move over to the Bengals. Now the Ravens are probably going to be the least exciting team in this division. I bet you the Browns are going to be slightly more interesting. <laughs> oh, without doubt. So the Bengals here, quarterback Andy Dolan. He's a little more startable than I think Flacco, 
but he's still that borderline, more of a streamer, yeah. but he's much more playable. He doesn't much more playable than Flacco, but he's still on that stream. There's some teams that could use him as their starter. If it's not the worst thing in the world, especially with a healthy AJ Green. Yeah, and he he didn't have a great no. year last year either. I mean, only eighteen touchdowns. No. So I, I assume he's, that he's going to bounce back. A but bit. He's, he's he's kind of that Joe Flacco type with how you're going to play him. But he's I mean, he's definitely playable in those bye weeks. But there's nothing exciting about it. So no, the touchdowns just aren't there. No, he's probably not going to be drafted in any leagues. But the rest of these players, they have a lot of players to talk about here. Running back, Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard. I'm kind of done with Jer- Jeremy Hill. At this point, I this is the time he's going to now break out. But well, I'm, I'm kind of done yeah. with him. Apparently, he's I, in like the best shape he's been in. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> in the best shape they've been in at this time of year. You hear that every year. Every time I hear that, just I don't even yeah, care. I, I don't. Yeah, I, Eddie Lacy was probably like just ripped last year at this point, right? Like, <laughs> like you know, yeah, he looked like the Rock. And man, I, I don't. I'm, I'm done with Jeremy Hill. I'm not drafting Jeremy Hill. I'm, I'm completely. He's off my board. Hundred percent. I'm. I haven't done this with like many players. I'm not drafting Jeremy Hill. No, nothing is going to make me draft him because he's going to go for way too much for what I think he's worth. And I mean, that's the question, I guess. I think he's Will still he gonna, go for too much? He's still going to go for too much. Too much for me, he's still going to go for, I think, 20. And that's way too much for me. Oh, well, I don't know. It, it depends. I think 20 is actually pretty legitimate. It, it probably is, but I just The funny so part is he had a little uptick in yardage, and he went down a little bit in TDs. But look at that. The three years he's played, nine touchdowns, eleven touchdowns, nine touchdowns, and that's only yeah, that's it, only rushing. I just I feel like he should be so much more than he is. He probably should, but a guy that you can depend on for double digit, you know, or yeah, it's, almost it's double a, digit touchdowns. If if people lose confidence like yep. you do, he could be kind of a steal, especially if you can get him for your third running back. Yep. That is, he doesn't get many yards. He doesn't catch many passes, and just for what he goes for, sometimes I just don't. I don't. Not. I don't like it. I, I mean, I get it. He I played got, 15 games last season, and the scary part there is Giovanni Bernard. He actually was hurt, so he only played 10. So you wonder if the uptick in yardage or something goes to Hill because of that. I don't know. And honestly, I'm done with Gio, too. I'm completely done with Bernard. Both of them. I'm done with him. I, I thought Gio last year, I mean, I went for, I put up, he got him on my team, on a couple of my teams. Really excited, but I thought this was going to be the season he really did something, and even before he got hurt. He was at, what, 3.7 yards per carry? I mean, again, yards per carry isn't the greatest indicator all the time, but well, he's so. not a goal line back. So he's not, it's not like he's, 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 not, he's not in those short situations trying to get that one yard for a first down. You know, maybe with a Jeremy Hill type, you can look at it, okay, it's like 3.8 yards per carry. Makes more sense. He's trying to get the one-yard touchdown. He's trying to get the one yard for the first down. It's going to drive his numbers down. That's not Gio Bernard. He shouldn't be down at 3.7. He, and he, I mean, his career is only a 4.2 yards per carry. For these type of backs, you don't see that usually, especially not a full-time guy. Look at Gillisley, we just talked about. He's obviously in that kind of backup role, comes in certain situations. He's running for 5.7. Bernard should be higher based on what situations he's brought into and what you know role he has, I feel like. No, I totally agree. And the scary part for me is his touchdowns have steadily decreased. Yep. And you realize... He only played 10 games, you know, so you kind of give him a buy, a pass. You mm-hmm. can't really look at 2016 too heavily. But even the year before that, played an entire season, he didn't have one receiving touchdown and only two rushing. Now, see that he just doesn't get the touchdowns. No. If you don't get touchdowns. And you need him for him. From, receiving has to be a larger part yeah, of his game. If you don't get touchdowns, you just you can't 
it's hard to be a startable running back. And uh, Gio, though, he's going to go for less than Hill goes for. He's not like he's going to be way way overpriced. It's just I don't feel like I I don't want him on my team. I just there's nothing that I I don't feel like he's going to have a breakout in year five. I mean, we've seen this. You can see this over players after player. How many players have this massive breakout in year five at running back? It doesn't happen. It's pretty clear cut. I feel like in the NFL. It does once in a while a player will break out. Year five is pretty I mean, deep like, into we, any. You career. brought up Forsett earlier. Forsett's like one of the few that have ever done it. There's not a lot of guys like Forsett that you know how many years into his career all of a sudden had a big season like that. It, usually that happens when they change teams. You know, in, in new situation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different about this situation. It's the same situation it's been for how many years? It's still Dalton. It's still Hill. It's still Bernard. And it's still. AJ Green and Eifert, it's the same team. So Yeah. I'm not excited about it and I don't I don't see a good season coming from him. I'm probably gonna avoid him even though he's gonna be cheap. Just yeah. I just don't need him on my team. I don't no, I, but I, I have, feel like it's a waste because I don't feel like it's gonna be I like to have those end of my bench spots kind of be guys who are I know for sure gonna be either a guaranteed guy you can plug in and get eight to ten points, which I don't think Bernard's at, or a guy who could be a breakout guy. You want like something I agree. You steady player or a potential breakout, and I don't think Geo's either of those. Yeah. So wide receivers, I just just I hate the running backs. I guess for the Cincinnati, I didn't know I did so much until we got into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm still lukewarm on Hill because yeah. I think his value is probably going to be somewhere. I like Hill more now. than I like Geo, which I yeah. did not ever think I'd say that. <laughs> didn't think that last year. I still don't like Hill though. Wide receivers though, basically it's AJ Green. Oh, I mean, there man. is there is some before the Brandon LaFell. Yeah, he had some. He was he's always that same kid. He's that. Guy you always see on the waiver wire. He's always been that way, and somebody's gonna—he's gonna be picked up and dropped. Tyler Boyd. He's what rookie last year. He—he he could do something. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm still interested in. Yeah, I'm in interested. Tyler I'm Boyd. just not interested in drafting. And maybe for a dollar. I guess maybe he's the end of the bench guy yet, but he could still break out. It's just how do you predict that? You—it's hard, hard to predict for a player like that. But AJ Green, I'm actually excited about. I think if he's healthy. His numbers could be big, and I feel like he's kind of getting overlooked. He's out of that top tier now. Yeah. He's in this next tier, and his price, after you have four wide receivers go for such a huge price, A.J. Green kind of drops a little bit. And I, I think his I mean, his numbers have always been great. For the most part, last year was kind of well, iffy. Well, well, last year, I mean, last year he got hurt, right? Yeah, so he, he did, only but, played 10 games, but look at this. This is what I love about him. You think, ah, iffy. Yeah. He was averaging the most yards per game that he has in his entire career. Oh, that's true. I guess he almost he only played just, ten games and he almost hit a thousand yards. It's just the touchdowns. I guess were slightly lower. They were lower, yeah. But not even. I mean, who knows? He could have had a couple big games and all of a sudden he's back to ten. Exactly. So it could have very easily happened. He's he's consistent pretty much every year. He's getting what he's over he's always over a thousand yards when he's healthy. Even yep. almost you know almost hit, you said he almost hit it again. He's usually what thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred ish, right in there. He's always around ten touchdowns. Yeah, he's. Very consistent, and I don't see that changing. He's wide receivers have a lot longer life in the NFL. So. Yeah, he's gonna be twenty. He's twenty eight right now, so he's yep. gonna be twenty nine perhaps. But still, um, he has a couple good years in him. Oh yeah, and that's you know, wide receivers are not the same as running backs. No, and especially him, he really hasn't had that huge of an injury history. Yep. Last year was kind of the 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 first time it really really took him out for more than you know a game or two, and. What I love about him is because he has pretty much every skill developed, 
he's not a one-trick pony. He's not just speed. It's not like he has to get down the field. He can do possession. He can go deep. Yep. He can, you know, he's a red zone threat. So you can't take all that away from him. And teams have been trying for how many years to defend him because who's been across from him? I mean, they've had, you know, Pushmanzada and people like that. But he's just that good. So you can lock and load, get him for how much would you spend on AJ coming up in this draft? Probably up to 40. I think. Yeah, and I think that would be I think that would be unbelievable value. I think so too. And I think I'd go I I just feel like those top 4 guys are just going to go for so much in a redraft. I mean, we're in a keeper that won't have mm-hmm. probably those guys even available, so he's going to probably go for more, but in a regular redraft auction league, you have when you have, you know, Antonio Brown and Julio and Odell and Mike Evans all going for a lot of money, he's yep, just going to kind of slip under the radar, especially if you kind of nominate him in between when there's still Odell left or Evans or Julio, one of mm-hmm. a couple of those guys still left, people that really want one of those guys are probably going to, oh, wait, I want to spend my money on the other guy. And you kind of sneak A.J. Green in there and you get him for a good price. I, I like it. I think he's going to be very undervalued. Not like crazy undervalued, but... Yeah, but he's gonna be a, he's gonna be very affordable. Yeah, and he's a legit wide receiver one, no matter how you cut it. Yep. I mean, so you don't have to worry. Like you said, the offense hasn't changed, and as much as that sucks for the running backs, uh, it's great for AJ Green. Yep. Yep. That's, sometimes those injuries can really like somebody gets an injury too, and they really kind of people forget about them a little bit, and the value of them just jumps up. You can get them for such a better price and. I'm excited about AJ Green. Yeah, I am too. And you you can always tell, right? You have these he's been around for a good amount of time coming off injury yep. and you can kind of feel the excitement that people will get around certain players like same thing John Ross, right? Is a perfect yep. example and I know he's a rookie. Runs a blazing speed, hasn't done a, a down in his life. Yep. And that guy's going to jump up a ton. AJ Green out of sight, out of mind. He's been doing it for years, but yep. so that's not exciting. So exactly. you got to look for those types of guys to really fill out your roster. Yep. All right, Tyler Eifert. This is an interesting one for me because yeah, I, I like, like Eifert lit, a lot. I, say, I think you I like do, him. but the injuries. He is a beast when he's healthy. I'll yeah, give you that. He is. I mean, 2015, 13 games, he got 13 touchdowns. Last <laughs> year, played eight games, had five touchdowns. There's the problem though. He played 21. It, okay. Stupid. Here's the, the last three seasons. He's played 22 games. 22 of what? That's not good. What, what is that? Out of 48 possible games, mm-hmm. he's played 22? There's a problem there. Yeah, big one. But he's so talented. If he puts together 16 games, if he puts together 14 games, 15 games, he's going to be really good, and I think. he's such a monster. 6'6", 255 pounds. I mean, I, yep. that's all you really have to say. I mean, he could be as good besides... Besides for Gronk, he could be the next best tight end in the league yeah. if he could keep that back healthy. He couldn't. He can't predict injury though. It's but the no. thing is at tight end, this is a spot where I don't feel like he's going to go for a lot of money. He's going to be only still a few dollars. Because people, we're not the only ones who know his injury history. He's only going to go for a couple bucks probably yet. I mean, five most five max. Oh yeah, definitely max. Yeah. So you're not going to be risking a lot to get him. And you could get a potentially, you know, great tight end. So I think it's worth the risk. I do, and I think he's kind of a player, especially in the tight, in the tight end realm, where it's very difficult to figure out who's going to get a touchdown now, who's going to. When he's healthy, he's very, very consistent, very, very good. 
especially you only have to risk $5 compared to yep. a running back if or a wide happens. receiver, you definitely have to risk a lot more. Yep. So There's I do like this to take – if you want to take a stab somewhere, he's he's a good candidate. Yep. All right, I think that's it for the Bengals. Time to move to the Cleveland Browns. Woo. And who knows anything about the Browns right now? We don't know who their quarterback's going to be. So I don't even we don't even need to talk about the quarterback really. It's, it, it could be Osweiler, possibly Kessler, <laughs> maybe Trubisky. Who knows? Could be could be a rookie. Watson. I don't know. Who knows? You have no idea. There's really no need to talk about it. I don't even think it matters who the quarterback is. Yeah, my guess would be Kessler. Probably. I think honestly, as much as I think he's not any good, I think Osweiler is probably the best for fantasy wise for some of these players, just because he obviously has a little bit of experience. I don't think he's any good. But Kessler's not very good either. Very true, so, but for some reason, I... It's just none of them are very good. I, yeah, they're I, not. I don't think it's going to make a difference. And because of that, I once was a little... I was excited about Corey Coleman going in the air. I'm not excited about Corey Coleman anymore. Not necessarily about even his talent. It's just without having Pryor there to help to be the other guy on the opposite side anymore. I mean, now it's Kenny Britt. But the, here's the thing. They're going to be down in a lot of games, so they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. That's where these guys end up getting the value. And I don't think you're going to have to pay – you're not going to have to pay anything for Kenny Britt at all, a dollar. Honestly, Kenny Britt, even with a good season last year, no one, no one cares about Kenny Britt. No, I, and I'm not – So one dollar – was a big advocate for last year, but – It's a different – even that was with a terrible quarterback, terrible yeah. situation. and – I'm not completely writing off these guys, like you said. They might have some games where they really they will. They will have a just... lot of games where they have to throw. But um, Coleman, I mean, he still had three touchdowns in ten games. I mean, nothing spectacular, but coming back from an injury, being wide receiver yep. two on a bad team, there was flashes there where I kind of liked what I saw. Um, it does have to do with the quarterback a little bit. I'm never going to be too high on these guys. I would never overpay for them. But you never know. He's wide receiver one. You saw what Pryor did in a very similar situation. I realized Pryor is definitely a bigger target. He made some really acrobatic catches in order to get those numbers. But the thing, I mean, just especially with all of this, the big thing also looming, the big shadow is Gordon. And now since they're so bad, they've reopened that opportunity for him where pretty much if if he gets reinstated, (laughs) they'll play him. That's going to change a lot. And all of a sudden, yeah, they already said that Corey Coleman would go to the slot all of a sudden. And that that hurts his value for a lot of things in a way. I was going to say, because it? If this was PPR, it'd help his value. There's a problem. He's not – the yards are going to not be – catches will go up. Yeah. Yards may be the same. Touchdowns, I feel like, go down. I I just don't feel like there's as much opportunity on it. I mean, overall, I think his numbers might look not better with those touch with those catches. So if you're in a PPR league, probably doesn't hurt. But I just don't. I don't want to see that. I ah, man, I don't know. And I think it. All, I don't think it matters with the quarterback. If it was still Josh McCown, in a weird way, I'd think he's just going to yeah. throw the ball out there. He's not very good either. But I feel like he'd be able to get yards and touchdowns along with throwing picks. I don't know if Kessler can do that. I don't know if Osweiler can't do that. I think we found out. And who knows? I don't. Are they, if they get Trubisky, are they going to let Trubisky just go out there and just throw the ball around? Like he's he's really raw. He's not ready to be out there. I don't think he, he, no. needs, he needs a year to sit. Well, so. that's the problem. You shouldn't. But at the same time, sadly enough, he might be better than these guys already. And he might, but yeah, but I, I wouldn't know. if I was them. If I was them, I would stay clear of a quarterback. Every move they made so far has been 
in my opinion, actually really good. Usually, I like every what they're year. Doing. I, I yeah, like what they're doing every year. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh my god, like what are the Browns thinking? But especially, no, I, and this is what you know, you, yep. this is saying that they actually take Miles Garrett with the number one overall pick, and then they go and they get another guy that's going to be usable on defense probably. If they do those moves, doesn't help fantasy wise. Yep. But I would really like what the franchise in yeah, general is I, doing. I do like the the direction they're moving. It's just not going to have. It's not going to be great for fantasy yet this year. Except I do like. Isaiah Crowell, and, and a, the, lot, and yeah. a lot the of thing it we is, haven't the running back situation. Yeah, and first I'll just skip over tight end Gary Barnage. Yeah, he had one good year. Yeah, and last year he kind of came back down to earth. He only had two touchdowns. So if Gary, if he's not getting touchdowns, he's worthless. Really, any tight end if they're not getting touchdowns, they're worthless to you. So he's not draftable to me right now. Yeah, it always. And, I, I don't understand this either because you think that the tight end is supposed to be the quarterback's <laughs> safety blanket. He's such a large guy to throw the ball to. Last year they were terrible. I don't understand how he doesn't have more catches. Yeah, it's just I don't think it's going to come back. I think he had one good year when he was 30 is when he finally had that breakout year of setting 79 catches and nine touchdowns. He said he's going to be 32 now. He's kind of he's he's not that good of a tight end. He never really was. He just had that one year. And he's on a bad team too. Yeah. So. So it's Isaiah Crowell to me is the most fantasy value on this team, and it's a lot of it's to do with the fact he isn't running back one who is going to be going for probably a low price. I think no one's excited about Isaiah Crowell ever. I mean, it's just not a player you get excited about. And he had a pretty decent season last year. He had a really nice season. The problem is he actually still hasn't signed his official contract for this year he's a restricted free agent he actually hasn't signed his tender so we'll see if that actually i think usually that stuff works itself out and i mean it's hard to say now but you know this time of year but i think it usually works itself out but he had a pretty good season he almost not quite a thousand yards good yards per carry seven touchdowns 40 catches pretty solid i mean not amazing but solid and it's more for he's it's where he's gonna go price wise where it's why i like him He's a good. He, he can be a flex option for you. He can be a bye week guy for you. You're not going to pay a lot for him. That's yeah. kind of where I'm, I, I like I, him because of that. If I told you I could, you could get a guy that will have 1,200 overall yards yep. with seven touchdowns, and he could improve on that very easily this year. I think. Yeah. For less than twenty dollars, you'd be like, yeah, bring it on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that guy is absolutely. You'd be able to get him. Spend on other positions, and he could easily be your running back too yep. if things work out. And if the worst flex position, he'd be a great one. Yep. So I do. I like him for that too. One guy, and then the other running back, Duke Johnson. I'm say. done with Duke Johnson too. <laughs> Everyone got real, real high on this guy, real, real fast. But his his average yards per carry was actually really good as it, well. It, it is good. And it's be, funny. Both of them were. Well, that's year. the thing. His his yards per carry is pretty. He's never going to get a lot of yards per carry. Just give me more catches. But that's the right there. His yards per carry. That's what Gio Bernard should have been doing. It's in that same kind of type of situation. Yeah. That type of player should be getting yards per carry like that. That's what he should be doing. So, I mean, he's a very solid player. I just don't feel like he's ever going to get enough usage to be fantasy relevant for yeah, me. I completely agree. That's that's the problem with him. It's just not enough usage. Yeah. He's going to be good in the role he is in, but that's it's just not quite enough. PPR league, he's he's more valuable at running back in the PPR league. But in standard, he's just not quite there. He's never going to have enough carries and enough yards that way yeah. to make it worthwhile. And I think it's too much of a, a leap of faith to think that he's going to come out of nowhere and really improve on his numbers. Like we said, very, very solid. But for the past two years, they're almost identical in yardage. 
and he really hasn't done anything for touchdowns. One one touchdown in two seasons running the ball, and he has yeah, well, he had two, two catches, two so catches, three in two years, and he's usually he's had about what eight nine almost nine hundred yards both years yep. overall. Um, I just don't see it going anywhere. No, nope, I don't either. And, and you, you could be the guy that really thinks that they're going to start using him a ton. But without knowing the quarterback situation or even Josh Gordon's coming yeah. back, I feel like that's a huge stretch to make. Yeah, I think so too. It's I like the player. I just don't think it, that's not the situation for him. On yeah. another team, it'd be totally different, I feel like. If he, you put him in like the Green Bay situation, like Ty Montgomery would oh, play yeah. in, that kind of, those type of situations is value jumps. He's just not in that spot. So that's pretty much all I got on the Browns. Really not much else there. How? What do you think if Gordon did come back? I'm... I'm spending less than $5. Are you staying away from him completely? Yeah, pretty. I mean, because someone's going to fall in love with Josh Gordon yet. But how? when was his good season? 2013? Yeah, it was a while ago. Four seasons ago. I mean, that's a long time. So I just, they don't have a quarterback. I just don't, I mean, it's just, can't get excited about it. But the Steelers are a team that has a lot more to get excited about. A whole lot. Pretty much, yeah, everything here. Except, let's see here. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, he's a he's a QB one. Yeah, solid pick. He's you're not gonna have to pay very much for him either. That's another good thing. He's not gonna be one of the, he's gonna be the five to ten yeah dollar probably ten ish. And out of but, out of QB ones though, he does scare me because he is a injury, bit up and down. He is. and injury risk as well. well. I think I think that might be you know people might know that, that see that this year a little bit. It could go down a little bit price wise, maybe closer to five dollars in some leagues. So he's good value though. He'll get you good weeks. You know. If he gets hurt, you find somebody on the waiver wire, I guess. And you know that going in with Roethlisberger. If you get him, don't expect to have him every week. And if you do, I mean, there could be weeks where he does play, but he's injured. So he's going to be down. And don't play him away games. <laughs> we learned this last year the hard way, but I mean, it's very true. It's unbelievable how well he played at he had like, home. Like one or two good, good um, away games, and that was it. It was really strange once we kind of saw those numbers and realized um, what he was doing, but... I, I don't know if that's a flu. I don't know what to expect for that. It was just a weird, weird thing. But he has going to be throwing the ball to Antonio Brown again, who is just – Antonio Brown, probably number one receiver on most people's boards. If not, I mean, it's he's two or three. So probably two. I don't think he's lower than two on anybody's anybody's board, anybody's <laughs> rankings. Just yeah, yeah, and just talking about Roethlisberger oh, yeah. as well. I'm just looking at the waiver. Yeah, the, the splits here. Yeah, and I'm just go through the very first ones because it's very, very blatant and early on in the year, especially at the end. It was a little, little closer, but yeah. So away, he throws three touchdowns. And I'm just going to go over touchdowns, not yardage. That's great, right? So that was at Washington, three touchdowns. Goes to Cincinnati. This is home, three touchdowns. Yep. Away, throws no touchdowns. Goes home, five <laughs> touchdowns. Home again, four touchdowns. Away, one, away, one, home, three, away, zero. Yep. So it's unbelievable. Well, here we go. I got, I got the splits, the, oh, the, the total numbers here from last year, okay? You look at it, yards, identical. He had 19-15 home games, 19-04 away games. Okay, you look at that, perfectly fine. Home games, 20 touchdowns, five picks. Away games, Nine touchdowns, eight picks. <laughs> Eleven less touchdowns on the road. That's a big number. So the yards are going to be – actually, the yards are the same, but that's because he had so many more attempts. His actually yards per attempt was only 6.7 away games for 8.5 home games. So it's, it's a big split. It really is. And if you really wanted to get ballsy with it, you could draft this guy – Play him yeah. every home game yeah. and grab the other guy to just know that you're never going to play him away. Okay. Just know it. 
It's not just last year. 2015. No, it's every year. 16 touchdowns, 7 picks, home games, 5 touchdowns, 9 picks away games. Ooh, that's even worse. Like, I mean, it's not – it wasn't some fluke last year. It's just – 2014, 23 touchdowns, four picks home, nine touchdowns, five picks away. Like, it's, it's touchdowns go so – I mean, everyone doesn't play quite as good on the road, but usually these elite quarterbacks, you don't even – how many times do you think about when you're playing a guy if he's home or away? Like, do you think about it? Rarely. Sometimes later in the year, yeah. I think if he's playing outside. Yeah. 2013, he was 14 touchdowns, seven picks, both home and away. So that's the last time. So the last three seasons – it's really been something. I really do want – I want to find a guy that is excellent. <laughs> like, almost you can find him on the off days. Yep. I really want to find someone that's going to play Moneyball, draft him <laughs> yep. just for the yep. home games, and then literally go out and get a specific other guy for the rest of them. That would be interesting. I'm actually going to look into that. That, <laughs> that actually might be what I do. <laughs> it's just a, it's a weird thing. It's like – I mean, that's so blatant. I've, it, I've never seen it. No, it, that I, no. skewed before for and, one person, and it's three years running and, now. So, and two, he has so much to work with around yeah. him too. Yeah, That's Antonio the crazy Brown, part. like we said, we don't even need to talk much about Antonio Brown. He's just so good. Like, what more do you That's say? Freaking you know, unbelievable. You know how good he's going to be. He's going to catch a ridiculous amount of passes. He's going to, you know, everything. He's going to be great. He had what twelve touchdowns last year off one hundred and six catches. It's one hundred and thirty six catches the year before. It's every year, and it's just he's going to be great. It's, yeah, there's no. He's as safe as as they come. Yep. So he's wonderful. So you're gonna have to pay a king's ransom for him. And I wouldn't pay, look back. I absolutely no, would pay yeah, it. You Not pay a big it. deal. The other receivers, honestly, unless Marta- Martavis Bryant should be coming back, we should think be. he's going to have some value. How much I don't really know, but I would probably take a little bit of a risk. I, I mean, a little bit of risk. I think he's gonna go. For more than I want to pay, I, I love the guy. What's the price you thinking in your head? I honestly think so. If he gets reinstated yeah. and you get good press on him, I honestly think he's going to go for twenty or yeah, maybe more. In my in my head, first thought is I'd go ten, and that's about what I'd go yeah. for. But I think he's I think he's going to go for a ton because you look at his numbers and he gets such. I mean, he's been so hyped, and if he actually comes back in this offense, yep. everyone's going to fall in love with him again. I just don't think he's going to fly under the radar at all. Was the other guys, Eli Rogers and Sammy Coates, they just they're not that they're not Martavis Bryant. They're not as good as him. They're gonna have flashes of show some weeks that they do well, because both these guys have been picked up last year, but they're not gonna be consistent enough to play. So Martavis Bryant's really the only second option here that's gonna do anything. Yeah. Darius Hayward Bay, no. So it's Bryant if it's not Bryant, there's really not a second option to play. No, and his big playability is beyond reproach. I mean, honestly, like he had eight touchdowns his first year, 2014, and he only played 10 games. Yep. 2015, he had seven and played 11 games. Yeah, he's Obviously, this talented. also shows that he doesn't <laughs> stay on the field the we'll, entire we'll time. Hope, hope this wakes him up a bit. We'll see. It's we, we talked about him a couple months back on one of our shows, and it seemed like he was turning it around a little bit from what the article we read. I mean, yes, hope. it's an off-season piece that everyone sounds amazing in the off-season. Yeah. But if that's true... He could be very exciting. Yeah, if he does come back in here, I, you have to believe that he has the wake up call, knowing all this money is about to disappear. Yep. This is his last chance. So, you like to, I give him the benefit of the doubt, and even for twenty dollars, yep. he might be worth the risk. That's yep. how talented this guy is yep. in this offense. All right, tight end, Ladarius Green could be a great tight end, but he's never healthy. Maybe you take a $1 flyer on him. That's about – he's worth a dollar flyer. He's worth a flyer. 
And if he doesn't work, he doesn't work. You get rid of him. Yeah. But Jesse if, if James he goes for that. much more than that, don't no. honestly I would no, say no, don't spend. bother. No. Jesse James isn't really worth it. He showed some flashes, got some touchdowns last year, but he's really not a guy you can rely on to start. He's a if Green's not there, you could play James on bye weeks if you need to fill in on a right in a home matchup because right. Rotsberger won't throw a touchdown away. But Litter is Green. I got excited about him last year after his big week. I thought, oh, here it is. This is him. <laughs> no. It was actually really funny. I looked at he only had three touchdowns all of last year. One game, right? <laughs> no, no, no. There were three different games. Oh, he had one touchdown. Yeah. Every single one of them was at home. And it was in the first half of the season. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that was before Ladarius came back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also when Ben was yeah, going crazy at home. Yeah, about it. So running back is where we're a lot more excited. Le'Veon Bell could be – I to me, he's he might be my number one back. I haven't quite decided. He's neither one or two. He might be behind David Johnson. He's three for me, but – I that, don't see. That's I, not a wide guy. I don't see a suspension this year. I think he's going to yeah. steer clear of that. But the guy's so good. He, he's so good. He's unbelievable. Again, he's like Brown. We really don't need to get into it too much. Everyone knows how good he is and how good he's going to be. This year, it looks like his backup is. They signed Nile Davis, so maybe Nile Davis is his backup. Fitzgerald Toussaint is. I don't think Fitzgerald Toussaint's any good. Every time you see him out there, when it's not D'Angelo Williams, I think he was terrible. Just <laughs> he D'Angelo Williams looked great. You threw Tucson out there and just looked terrible. So I think I think Niall Davis is going to be the handcuff. Says so it doesn't seem like they're re-signing D'Angelo at this point. You haven't really heard much. Maybe they will yet. If D'Angelo gets re-signed, he's probably, you still get him as the handcuff. And you think you need Le'Veon Bell's handcuff. So hopefully yeah, that situation really sorts do. itself out. Because you do need his handcuff because it's a very valuable spot there. I don't really have much to talk about for Bell. He's, we know how good no, he is. It's, he's yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's a top three pick guaranteed. Yeah. You're crazy if you don't pick yeah. him. If you can get this guy, absolutely spend on him. Yeah. In an auction draft for these top three, because we talk about them all the time, how, yeah. how much would you be willing to spend on him? 70. 75. Not even joke. That's I mean, not even a joke. Like, no, I, really I mean, Because this is point. how I feel. I feel like if you're in an auction draft, that's everybody's on the board. You're in a redraft. Everyone's on the board. I really want to come out of that draft with either Bell, Johnson, or Zeke. I I want to be one of those three teams with one of those guys. I, I feel like they're just they changed the season for you. I do too. I, I, I totally I, agree with you, and that shows how how much you know we're I actually think, putting on these yeah. guys value wise. So I mean, that's my that's my strategy is to come out with one of those three if I kept the opportunity. I probably won't have the opportunity in our keeper league, which is very disappointing. Maybe <laughs> though, who knows? But. I think you have to try to come out with one of those three if you can. And you don't have to completely break the bank and go up to 80 which is crazy. But if yeah. $70, I would do it. I mean, it's crazy. Like, we're saying easily a third of your I, I draft would, capital yeah, I, I to would, use on one player. I would do it. I really would. I would too. And and running back, and the other side of that is because running back is so shallow comparatively that you, if you're going to spend or overspend on someone, you might as well get a guaranteed guy that will change your season. Yeah. I think that's it for the Steelers and for the AFC North. So we have, what, two more AFC divisions to preview. So we'll go with the AFC South next time. So see if there's anything interesting there. The AFC South is always kind of a eh, lackluster division. Never anything too exciting, but we can find something there, hopefully. We were able to find something with most teams. But in the meantime, check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. If Adrian Peterson actually signs, we'll break it there. If anything else happens before the draft, we'll probably 
let you know some of the you know top skill guys that go in the draft on Thursday night. See what goes on there. Check us out at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And if you have any questions, send us an email at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. But until next time.